Smartcast. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I can't wait till morning to see what's out there. I can't see a thing. There's a lake. Well, the lake itself dried up a few years back. Welcome to the Curse of the Lake House, a narrative podcast of the one-act play by me, Michael Grover, with original music by Leandro Ribeiro. Scene 8, Reverse the Curse. Starring Ellie Fitzgerald as Stephanie Wellman and Renee Picard as Chris Abbott. The Lake House, 2050. It's the middle of winter and Chris Abbott has brought his girlfriend Stephanie to the lake house. Stephanie Wellman. Oh, let me get a fire going. It's friggin' cold. This is so cool, Chris. How long have you had this place? Oh, I don't know. A long time. But it's been in my family forever. And here I am, the last of the Abbots. How did you guys originally get this place? A factoid lost in history, I'm afraid. But the family goes way back. And this is all yours. There's no one else left? You're looking at what's left. For better or worse, this place is all mine. Over there's the kitchen. Through there's the main bedroom. Through there is a sleeping porch. That, of course, is the door through which we made our dramatic entrance. In a futile attempt to keep the place warm, let's just stick to this room. And it's just Chris Abbott and Stephanie Wellman alone in a house in the woods. What happens at the lake house stays at the lake house. Hmm, I might need to sign a consent form that says something about that. I can't wait till morning to see what's out there. I can't see a thing. There's a lake? Oh, well, the lake itself dried up a few years back. Now there's a lake bed, which makes for some good exploring. Yeah, that's presuming I let you out of the house. I just might find a way to keep you inside the whole time we're here. Well... I'm certainly willing to consider anything you have to offer, Stephanie. Are you? So noted. When you get out of the city, it's hard to tell what's what. Without all the light pollution, it's very dark. And cold. And cold and lonely and somewhat scary because you don't really know who you brought to a remote cabin in the middle of nowhere. No phone, no people around. Well, I certainly hope I know why I've brought you here. I certainly hope you know why you've brought me here, too. Because, you know, that I think there's something really good going on between us, and I think this is as good a place as any for us to, you know, take it to the next step. I'm glad that you know I know, and I want to make sure that I know that you know. It could have been a moment for a kiss, but she evades him by stoking the fire with the axe. Not so fast, Casanova. The girl needs to warm up before the funny stuff begins. How warm does a girl need to be? For the funny stuff? Don't worry. You need some warming up, too. We've been seeing each other for, what, six months? Uh, well, my dating plan. You know about that. Your dating plan. Yes, I know about your dating plan. So far, it seems like a plan to keep us away from each other. Is that the plan? Where are we on this dating plan, anyways? She lifts the axe to his face, menacingly. Honestly, we are wherever I want us to be. You said you're okay with that. Are you not okay with that? Of course I am. Because I want to make sure that you are actually ready for me. I don't want to get all the way there and find out you're just not ready for 
Ready for... For what happens when we're in there. I'm ready. How could I not be ready? Is there a bathroom? Oh, do you need to pee? You'll have to brave the cold. The water's turned off. It's cold out there. Sorry, not much I can do about that. Actually, now that you mention it, I kind of have to pee. You'll be okay here for a few minutes. Don't let the wolves get you. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Chris exits. At least don't let the wolves get you yet. This poor fool, he doesn't know where he comes from. He doesn't know what his family did to acquire this place. A family of fools who have lived hundreds of years with this cursed place hanging over them. He has no idea what the name Wellman means to this place. But I do. This place was ours. It belonged to the Wellmans and was taken from us through the most dastardly of means, cheated through false accusations. But it will be back. Christ, it's cold out there. Well, at least you just have to freeze your little willy off. I have to expose myself on a far grander scale. Um, just the one bedroom? Do you, did you think we'd be sharing a bed? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I guess I don't know what I thought. I can sleep in here. I'm just teasing you. How does that make you feel? Suddenly thinking that something you assume to be true might not be true. Does it give you a slight hollow feeling inside? It gives me something. I'm not sure what. Well, I hope it gives you something. I'd like to know that you feel something when I do something to you. Oh yes, I definitely feel something now. They've been warming by the fire all this time. You know that's what I'd like, right? Don't you know I've been feeling something for a while? I don't mean attraction, come on. I mean something raw and guttural, something now, something in the moment, something that makes you realize you're alive. The thing that you never know when your last moment might be. You could get hit by a bus, you get some disease, you could just be having a nice time in some remote cabin somewhere in the middle of nowhere with some girl you think you kind of like. Kind of love. And suddenly you say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, and she takes, I don't know, let's just say this ax and plants it firmly in your skull. I think I'm safe from that one. Are you really safe from that? You'd feel that metal wedge drive deep into your skull and you'd stumble forward, arms probably outstretched, and you might be able to utter a single why before dropping to your knees and seeing the lights flicker into darkness. Chris gently takes the axe from her. Well, how about those red socks? Do you think they have a chance? And then she'd stand over your body. You are probably still breathing, but with your brain completely disconnected, your breathing is faltering. And she'd tell you what you got wrong, tell you that you got what you deserved, tell you that she'd wanted to do that for months now, but kept letting you slide, kept letting things get, kept letting you get away with the shit that was bothering her. And even though she's screaming those words, you hear her voice fade off. A glimpse of the future? What? Yes, a glimpse of the future. Just remember that one second from now is the future. Chris stokes the fire with the axe. I don't really get this. What is going on here? See, you don't like to play. Play? You don't like to let your imagination go and then go with it. Create scenarios. I just want you to feel something. I can let go. I'm Mr. Imagination. Well, Mr. Imagination, why do you chicken out of my story? Chicken out of your story? Well, what happens then? What happens after, you know, you plant the axe in my head? She. She plants the axe in your head. She. Right. What happens after she plants the axe in my head? 
and you've stumbled to your knees and then lost all motor functions and are just lying on the ground in a pool of blood, this dark, cold, remote cabin, your last sense being your hearing, which is fading fast as you listen to her screaming about how you never behaved as she wanted you to. How do you want me to behave? Me or she? You. <laughs> there you go again. What a fucking bore you are. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Toulousma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Toulousma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on ElectroCast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. ElectroCast. Okay, how does she want me to behave? Stephanie Mopes. Come on, what did she want from me? You better go. Come on, what did she want from me? What did she want that she never got. I'm done with this place. Get your bag. Let's just go. I can tell this isn't going to work. Chris regards her warily and then grabs his suitcase. I don't get this. But when he turns around, Stephanie has the axe. She wanted you to love her, but not need her. She wanted you to have your own friends and let her have her own friends. And never the twain shall meet. She wanted to not have to see you all the time, but rather to see you when she needed to see you. To see you when she wanted to see you and for it not to be such a big fucking deal every time she didn't want to be loved she wanted to be needed and what about me what about what i wanted from her what i needed and what was that and remember these are your last thoughts before she drags your heavy corpse into the woods and buries it in a grave shallow enough to be exhumed in the early spring by the hungry bears and coyotes it's true that i wanted to be with her all the time nice use of the past tense but she never wanted to make plans. She wanted to go away from me and leave me hanging, never knowing if I would ever see her again. And here it is. It turns out I wasn't just being afraid of losing you. I, I mean her. Like you just said, she wanted to see me only when she wanted to see me. But maybe that freedom was important to her. Maybe she needed you to be there when she needed you to be there. Maybe that's what you couldn't give her. Maybe she needed you to let her overwhelm you on her terms, for you to turn yourself over, body, mind, and soul. I did need that. No matter what she wanted, even if she needed you to sign a consent form so things were clear about what she wanted to do. Oh, absolutely. I'm definitely feeling something now. What made you attached to her so? The way we'd talk for endless hours about who knows what, how we could go hours, us just being together, just hanging and talking. And that night we kissed. That you finally kissed? That we finally kissed. Well, it was just three dates. That felt so good to have her in my arms. How could I not attach? But you never went further. You never tried to take it to the next level. Well, there was that dating plan I had to deal with. She had a dating plan too. What are the chances? Was I supposed to disregard the dating plan? Was I supposed to just take her? I wanted to honor her dating plan, to respect what she said she wanted. And the next level was always off the table until some indecipherable time in the future. I have never felt closer to you than I do right now. I'm warmed up. You're warmed up. What do you say we check to see 
if the bedroom is warmed up too. If you're sure that's what she wants. She? Who the fuck cares about her? Chris heads towards the bedroom door. Hold on a second there, cowboy. There's a little matter of that consent form. She is holding the sheet of paper. Consent form? Seriously? Well, you said you were willing. If not... It's blank. Are you going to quibble? Is there something you don't want from me? Oh, no. I want everything from you. If that's what you want. Oh, it's definitely what I want. I'll be right there. Chris heads to the bedroom. Poor fool. There he goes, the last of the Abbots, traipsing off, thinking he's going to get something special in there. And he is, that's for sure. But now... She writes on the paper. I, Chris Abbott, being of sound mind, do hereby bequeath to Stephanie Wellman the property known as the Lake House, to dispose of as she sees fit. Stephanie spins the axe in her hand. Ready or not, here I come. She enters the bedroom, lights out. Why? Thank you for listening to The Curse of the Lake House, Scene 8, Reverse the Curse. This concludes The Curse of the Lake House, the narrative podcast of the one-act play by me, Michael Grover. Hey, what's happening out there, everybody? This is Lawrence Ross, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Lawrence Ross Show. Egomaniac. It's a two-hour weekly exploration into my mind. I also do sketches, celebrity impersonations. You're out of order! And I also do song parodies. Not too shabby for a blind guy. Not only are you visually impaired, but you are geographically impaired. New episodes are released every Friday. Check it out on your favorite podcasting platform or listen to it here on Society 13 on Electrocast. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid.